everyone. Welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we are watching the entire Fast and Furious franchise a quarter hour at a time. I'm your co-host, Zach Becetta. I am Vito Lepkola. Vroom, vroom, bitches. It's Anthony Ray Bench. Hey, fellas. Excited as always. How's it going, guys? Good. We've uh, we had some technical issues setting up, but, but we're finally here. I think uh, this is an, an excellent segment to, to calm us all down and get us ready to get in there. Yeah, that was. I, I like this segment quite a bit. This is uh, upon rewatch. This is really turning out to be one of my favorite films of the franchise, other than like four, three, four, and five. But uh, yeah. we'll get into that. Well, I just to kind of go off of that, I was just going to I was thinking as I was watching this section, I'm interested to see what Anthony thinks, because I was thinking this for me is what makes this franchise kind of work. A lot of this stuff. It's the explosions. That's right. It's the bullets. All right. Well, I guess where well, we let's left get into off, it. Yes, <laughs> we had we had just we had just lost Mr. Nobody. We thought. Because we see Dom grab his hand and pull him away from the gunfire. And Brian tries to go for this little tablet that Shepard was holding uh, with the God's Eye data. And Dom tells him to leave it because the bad guys are closing in. Yeah, like, I, like they spent they spent 25 minutes trying to get this stupid fucking thing. And he's like, just leave. It's like, it's four feet away. Let him, 25 let him minutes. It. 25 minutes of movie time. Right, right. Several, <laughs> probably several days of, of actual, you know, human time. And yet he's like, just leave it. It's like, you could literally grab it and get the hell out of there. But plot. Is it the whole device or is it just the tablet showing the it's, data? It's, it's the tablet, but the device is, is sticking oh, out of it. Right. That's right. That's what that was. Yeah. So you have a massive thumb drive sticking out of the uh, computer. So yeah, it's 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 the actual god's eye. Well, as they're trying to escape, Deckard Shaw unpins a grenade and tosses it, and Brian yells to get down, like you do in an action film. And immediately everybody starts dancing. <laughs> the grenade blows, and we see Dom carrying Mr. Nobody out of the warehouse, and Brian is right behind them, and they hop into an SUV and drive off. My question is, did they accomplish what they went out there to solve or was this whole thing just a, a script advancement <laughs> uh, what i wanted to it know was stalling is, for is, time yeah because it's like is mr nobody the only the only soldier that you don't leave behind like all of the other ones are like like laying there bleeding and, and half dead. Well, i think they're they are dead i think was the implication because grenades always kill everyone but the leads, apparently. Yes. Well, it's in his contract. Uh, I will not die on screen, Kurt Russell says. Is it really? <laughs> Is that a real thing? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm wow. making that up. I don't think that's true. But it wasn't because I, I thought just based on where we left it, because like I said, you know, I don't remember these movies from the last time I actually watched them. Uh, I thought that was where Mr. Nobody was was gone, even though. Yeah, I misremembered. But so I guess uh, he's. Okay, for now, uh, back inside the warehouse, Moe's, the terrorist leader guy, picks up well, the tablet. Mm -hmm. Well, wait, uh, we're watching the extended cut. Like, maybe you're remembering it correctly, like, because you've watched the theatrical cut. Maybe they added that little scene where it shows that he survived. Could be. I don't remember what the changes are. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it is it is weird because I also remember him 
being left like left behind. But as spoiler, he does reappear later in the series. So well, that's what I was kind of because I don't. Yeah, I couldn't remember if I was remembering that right or not. Uh, and of course, none of us did our actual research by getting the other version of the movie to check it. <laughs> well, but what's interesting is <laughs> unless I've somehow been unable to find it there's not a commentary for this movie on the dvd where there's usually like a commentary i can go back and kind of listen to some behind the scenes stuff uh there does not appear to be one on seven interesting maybe yeah, uh, or at least the version i have yeah the only copy of the movie i have is the extended cut like i I haven't found it is the extended cut it just doesn't have any audio commentary no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying I, I couldn't time. reference the theatrical oh, gotcha, cut because gotcha. I don't have it. I don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I, it's weird because they almost always have time to do some sort of, you know, uh, director's commentary unless maybe they were cutting it right up to the point where they released it and they just didn't because they record them right after the cut is done. Is it possible that they were like, you know what, because of the whole Paul Walker thing? You know, maybe they don't want to talk about it. I'm speculating. That's that's, that's possible. Yeah, maybe too, there yeah. does exist an audio commentary out there that I just don't have. It's also possible, though, too, because James Wan, like, probably literally went from this to, like, his next movie. That guy's made, like, eight movies in, in five years, you know. So he probably had to rush to the next gig and probably couldn't record it if it doesn't exist. Because the other commentaries that I was listening to on previous films were all Justin Lin. Not that it, I mean, it, just an interesting note. Um, but yes, yeah. <laughs> are, are all the commentaries and here's Vin to do another Instagram post in the middle of my work. <sighs> no. Yeah, that's yeah, great, Vin. Thanks, uh, son of a bitch. Anyway, he's, uh, he's good on the socials. Yeah, exactly. That uh, but yeah, Moe's the terrorist picks up the tablet from Shepard's, Shepard's cold, dead hand and exchanges a look with Shaw. Um, Another thing I kind of wanted to mention, and I don't want to actually get into the conversation because we're going to have it later, I guess. But just thinking of where this goes, the the story like with with Shaw in episode or movie nine. Thinking about like what his actual motives are during this, because there is sort of just as they're leaving, you could make the case that Shepard kind of helps them escape. And I, I don't know that they were necessarily thinking about that at this point. But when he throws the grenade, you could make the argument that it's to block the terrorist guys from reaching Brian and Dom rather than trying to attack Brian and Dom. I, I was kind of wondering that myself. Um, and it's it's a little unclear because I don't think that they had thought that far ahead in these movies. So right. I think for this story's purpose – he was trying to kill because all he wants to do is kill Dom right now. Like he's yes for I, his I, revenge. Yeah, I, I love the fact that uh, that Shaw is shown destroying like entire hospitals full of people, and he can kill just about anyone. But damn it, that Toretto. He's too. Yeah, Toretto's resourceful. He always has been. <laughs> he's he's been his s- ultimate match. He's been Toretto's got the plot armor. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He's been sitting at home eating you know, barbecue with the family for six months. And for some reason, he just can't get to him. That's right. The next morning, Brian, Dom and Mr. Nobody are still driving. And somehow it's taken Dom this long to remove nobody's shirt and reveal (laughs) a bulletproof vest. However, he does uh, have a wound on his side and is bleeding. So he is in some danger. 
You know, it's interesting. The the body armor that he's wearing uh, looks like that prototype dragon skin stuff that they were working on a couple years ago. It's like super, it's like basically like fabric thin, but you can drop an egg from like six, six uh, stories up onto it and it'll bounce. It did so look like it had some scaling or something. Yeah, I yeah, think it's. It, I think it was dragon scale. Uh, is what they call it. It reminded me of um, just like the look, not the color. Um, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Like mm-hmm. Gary Oldman has this like armor that kind of looks muscular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, and it looks like a grayish like uh, version of that. Like. And I instantly like inspired uh, by (laughs) Brown. Yeah. I I got this awesome idea of like Kurt Russell, like hunting vampires in that. (laughs) That'd be cool. movie. That would be, that would be absolutely. I would absolutely watch that. Uh, He's laying there dying in the back seat. uh, Mr. Nobody tells Dom that he should really try that Belgian ale. Yeah, that was, that was one. (laughs) But yeah, he's got that like delivery. It was like, you know, you really, you really, Otta, you really Otta. I oughta what? I oughta what? Try that Belgian ale. Ha <laughs> ha. Like it's so it's like one of the times that that he's given a bad delivery, in my opinion. Oh really? Russell. No. I didn't like, I didn't think that was funny at all. I was like, you just got shot. Get yourself to a hospital. No no, time for what, what is that referencing? Like I don't I was remember. wondering, had he mentioned Belgian ale? Is that a callback? Yeah. yeah, remember remember earlier when they I'm went I'm a Belgian ale guy. Yeah, they went well, they went into the into the hideout. Remember where the where Mister Nobody's got a setup, and he had the Belgian ale. Remember, and then he was like, "I'm more of a Corona guy myself." And then right. he magically reaches behind that <laughs> crate and produced a thing of of Coronas. Remember, I've read your file. Toretto. And he's like, "You really should try that Belgian ale, though." And he's like, "Nah, right. I'll stick with my <laughs> Coronas go. for marketing purposes and for universals." <laughs> Although you know, he I didn't actually remember that. Again. Oh, really? Yeah, I I don't remember that at all, and that's probably. Like chalk that up to the fact that we watch this like in fifteen minute chunks. Half a year like, ago, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every so three weeks. I, I was wondering, right. like, what, what the hell is he talking about? Like, what what Belgian ale? Yeah, like, when he first gets from? back to the the hideout or whatever, the the CIA sort of headquarters, they're like, "Yeah, we got some beer for you," but it's it's ale, and of course, you know, Dom is a Corona man. He's got like yeah. a tap and everything. Remember? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, that's really good stuff." He's like, "Really, this is the place." Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian says they have to get Mr. Nobody to a hospital, but Mr. Nobody says he has his own health insurance and pulls out a sat phone. He says special option, special operations, combat medic medics, SOCM medics are on their way and uh, tells Brian to pull over. It's like ATM machine, automatic teller machine machine. Yeah, that was, that was a bit odd. Yeah. But they had to let people know that, uh, you know, we know what the real thing is called when they when this. I, gets I love I love when they do that in movies where where it's two scientists talking. They're like the singularity. That's when so and so and blah 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 is going to be happening. And you're like, why would you have to explain that to somebody who already knows it? But for all us idiots watching, yeah, there was there was an episode of Flash once where one of the scientists explained something to one of the scientists at like Star Labs, and I was like. She would know that she's the head of Star Labs. Like, why wouldn't she know what a singularity is? But you know, you got to toss in some techno babble every now and then. Yeah, this uh, scene had some really like wonky dialogue. Like, there's an exchange between Dom and Mister Big, 
um, where he's like, so I'm big. not. What is this? Sex, Sex in the City, Fast and Furious edition. <laughs> I was singing the band from the 80s. Or yes, yes. Sure, you 80s, were. early 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, what's his name? Mr. Nobody, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So weird, weird dialogue between Mr. Nobody and Dom, where like Dom's like, I'm not going to leave you. And Mr. Nobody's like, you're going to leave me. And then like the helicopter <laughs> comes. I'm Maybe like, that was written for he and Letty. And they just make, transpose well, it into this scene. Well, but but real quick, Dom pulls nobody over to the side of the road. And first, nobody tells Dom he has to protect Ramsey. As long as she's alive, she can lock the bad guys out of the God's eye thing. And they know this. So next time they come, they're bringing everything. So why didn't they kill her when they had her? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I guess. Well, well, no. When when they had her, they did not yet have the god's eye, so they needed her to figure out where it was. Uh, And so then, once they rescued her, they went and got it. Um, But Dom says, and it did make me laugh, Anthony, when this happened, because Dom says he's not leaving Mister Nobody. Nobody says that he's the one that's leaving. But before he does, Dom takes off. So actually, Dom is the one that leaves. Yeah, it was just like that. That's so stupid. That's that's it's like, it's like every scene in this movie is is two men comparing dicks. My dick's bigger. No, your dick's bigger. Mine's mine's bigger. You're like, or, I'll leave or, you. You'll leave me. No, I'll leave you first. Bye. Helicopter. I, I've done more curls. Did you guys notice that that scene very uh I don't know if it was intentional, but it reminded me a lot of the scene in the first film when Vince gets shot and he's like laying there and the helicopter comes to get him and they leave him. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And in fact, I liked that there were several callbacks to the first movie in this film which I liked. Uh Domin, were you going to say something Anthony? Sorry. No. No, great. <laughs> Dom and Brian drive off. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just going to whistle. Rude. Uh, in the car, Brian doesn't have much to say because he's probably being played by Cody at this point. Uh but Dom tells him <laughs> that a war- Sorry. <laughs> Dom's your 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 action in this scene, Cody, is to do as little as you can. Action. I'm just driving. That's my motivation. And he just keeps saying it out loud. I'm just driving. Just driving. no, Cody. You don't have to say it out loud. Inner <laughs> monologue. This is me driving. Oh, passing the street signs, Cody. Please stop. They had to, they added all of that out. They had yes. to like put the face over it and keep his mouth from moving. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was trying to go for a bit and it just didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. So but fuck I, you both. I'll be over I here if anybody the needs attempt. Uh Dom tells him a war is coming, and if it's coming, they're gonna face them on the streets they know best. LA, baby. That was I, this this entire sequence beggars the question where the fuck is our government? But we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Well, the gang's back in Los Angeles, and they're all together staring out at the city skyline for some reason when Roman expresses his concern for the trained mercenaries who are coming after him. He says he doesn't even have a gun. Dom replies they don't need guns. They have a whole city. You're telling me a street racer in Los Angeles doesn't have access to guns? Come on. Well, they don't need guns. They're no, like I know, but I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, he's well, very clearly saying, I don't even have a gun. It's like... Go, go to one of these fucking people on the streets that you race and be like, I need a gun and they'll get you one. Done. In a few scenes, Dom literally has a gun. Like he, he saws off a shotgun. Dom will fucking fire is all I'm saying. This is, 
this is the weird thing for me is like once nobody got shot, were they just like, well, all of your government help is gone. Bye. Like, it's like <laughs> you can't, you can't have some soldiers coming back us the fuck up. Like well, maybe. Like, well, no, uh, this is Kurt a family Russell, affair. Kurt Russell is their only uh, guy that's in their corner and everyone else at the CIA and the FBI is like, oh, fuck that old Paul Walker. He's a uh, you know, he's turned against us. But Kurt Russell's like, no, Dom and Brian can can help us. But since he's out of commission, maybe they've they've spent their resources on other programs. I don't know. I got shot in the thigh, guys, so I'm out. Bye. Well, it is in the side, possibly pierced the lung. Who knows? No, it was it was like low. It was like near his groin. No, no, it looked like it was on his side. Yeah, like his it looked abdomen. like it was his, like yeah, side like below the rib. Maybe cage. he's deformed as groinous by his ribs. You never That's know. Weird. Kurt Russell's a weird one. It's Hollywood, guys. Uh, Tej says they may have more than just Los Angeles at their disposal. If the bad guys use the God's Eye, it would give them an opportunity to plant a virus. Somehow. Ramsey likes this idea as it would let them break into the system. The I love, specifics I, are not mentioned. Yes? I just I love I love how she's like genius. Like that like <laughs> the most genius I know, right? idea. You know, they did that to the aliens back in 1996 in Independence Day. It's not that it's not the most original idea, Tej. She's like, hack my hacking device. That's brilliant. And Tej is like, yeah, I know. It's like I created the God's eye and now I'm going to destroy. Wait, what? (laughs) I've destroyed my own creation. It's become Uh, a Frankenstein's monster for poor Ramsey. That's right. Uh, Tej says the only problem is that they have to be within two miles to start a hack on the device. Which makes Roman, no sense, but sorry, go ahead. Well, they need some sort of qualifier, of course. Right, right. right. Uh, and, and Roman, who is always the voice of reason for some reason, uh, reiterates that they're no match for these mercenaries and that getting within two miles of them is suicide, basically. They've matched up with the mercenaries earlier. Well, multiple times. Yeah, they they survived all of them. Why is it mm-hmm. now like it a big thing? Like, why are, are they going? That is a good question. Yeah. I guess just from a screenwriting standpoint, you it you should inject some amount of doubt. I don't know. It it, it seemed like a really like cheap way to to up the um, the stakes. Well, but it's also kind of just Roman's gimmick, I think, to a degree. Like he's always the guy, like. What are we doing? We we can't, you know, drop cars out of a hel- uh, an airplane, you know? Maybe it's yeah, just his That's job. his that's his that's his plot device attitude to yeah. move the story forward. He's got to play the the audience, you know, because the audience is going, "Wait a minute, exactly. they're luring the bad guys to their home turf? What Wait are they going to do?" Yeah. Well, and and because it, and it does kind of make you, you know, stress reality, I guess. But I also think it's kind of a reason that Chris Morgan is a good screenwriter because he is commenting on those questions that the audience would inherently have, you know, mm-hmm. just implausibility of the situation. And at least he comments on it. So um, CGI Brian says there's a, there's only one way to stay alive. They play keep yeah. away with Ramsey. They can't get hit if they keep moving. But that did look a little CGI to you, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was oh, yeah. very CGI. It's also none of that has any logical sense either, because like just because the target is moving doesn't mean that a sniper can't hit it. Like that that, that makes right. no sense. Well, I think based on what happens later, 
I, I guess it sort of does. You know, if they keep if they keep her moving, eh, it's weak, but at least it's something. This Can just it, okay. it seems to me like it was a scramble to change things, and mm. like not mm. a lot of care was taken into making it make sense. Well, that's a good it, point, but what it, options I, do I, they have? Yeah, I, I want to know like what was the original like third act ending. Um, Interesting. You know, it seems like just there's so much like weird exposition that just doesn't fit, and mm-hmm. like the whole the whole sequence that's about to follow, like it seemed like a video game. Like it seemed like most of it was like from GTA. like that, like yeah, like the helicopter, like you know, like all the displays and stuff like that. They had and, at least four stars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they. Yeah. <laughs> they have stars. It's stars, right? Yeah, it's, it's in GTA. Okay. Yeah, five stars. Because this is a five star film, fellas. I don't want to get anyone confused. <laughs> Sorry, that was me <laughs> vomiting was that? from that. <laughs> yeah, just effects ready to go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what were you saying, Anthony? Sorry, didn't mean to derail you. No, no, I was just saying it's, like it's it, like a video game. Yeah. No, no, no. Like it, the way that they shot it looked like a video game. Like there was just no, I, I guess. Realism, realism, yeah, and, and verisimilitude. It's a, it's a five cent word. What? <laughs> yeah, this is same cent word. No, it's it's weird. Well, we'll we'll get into this, I guess, later too. But the the idea that these people are able to do this in the United States, and but like it's not like terrorist attack. Like like nobody shows up to fight these guys. Like what's yeah, it's happening? Just, it's like two yeah sort of rival gangs fighting each other in the middle of the streets. It's like when uh, the Uvalde. It's like the Uvalde police were like oh in charge of the government that day. Ah, uh, well, wait. It just blew up a tower. We'll wait. Well, well Zach and I were we'll we're talking about alternate uh, historical fiction. What mm-hmm. if like the Fast and the Furious universe exists in a, a world that nine eleven did not happen in? So like it, everything's it lax, like you. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that's the backstory for the Fast and the Furious universe. Well, technically, it did. The franchise did start like what was it came out like a month or something? I want to say before nine eleven, something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, it was a summer uh, of two thousand one movie for sure. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, Dom says he'll handle Shaw, and as the others start to discuss the plan, Letty confides in Dom that she feels like she won't see him again. So he takes off his special good luck cross necklace and puts it on her, saying he'll come back for that. Not so much her, but the necklace for sure. Hey, the necklace is fifteen ninety four at Universal Studios. That's expensive. <laughs> oh, it, it dropped five dollars. Yeah, that's that's uh that's, that's some Coronas special. you can buy with that money. That is that is fucking hilarious. Now that you mention it. The more that I think about this, it's like Dom is always doing his best to stay the fuck away from Letty, even though he's obsessed with her. And she's always like hating on women around her. So like they're the most dysfunctional, functional couple in movie history. Yeah. I mean, I get it is kind of sweet in a way. You know, it's like they're it's his special necklace. But yeah, it's also kind of like, fuck you, Dom. I would love to have seen a fight between. Oh, so the necklace matters, but I don't. <laughs> I know. Oh, they, they're, they're coming. They're bringing a helicopter. Can I please go it's say a, It's a symbolism, baby. I live uh, in a world with symbolism and no 9 11. Let me do this. Oh, man. 
Uh, later, Brian is alone in a parking garage somewhere and calls Mia, who answers at the South American safe house. They're in. Was it Brazil? Rio de Janeiro. Where I couldn't remember where they were staying. I think it was Rio. Sure. I think it was Rio. It's always Rio. Or, or the like Dominican. There. It was the DR, maybe the Dominican Republic. I cannot remember. Um, but she's staying uh, with little Jack, little baby Jack. Brian tells her that something's about to go down, and if that she doesn't hear from him in 24 hours, then to take Jack and move on with her life. <laughs> oh man, she's I already mean, hooking up with Cody. Oh no. Yes. Uh, Brian's un, as yet unrevealed evil brother. Uh, Mia says she can't do that and finally reveals to Brian that they're going to have another baby, which I had fucking forgotten about a little girl this time. And she says, Brian has to come back home to them. Did you guys remember this about the, I, now that she brings it up, I do. I don't, I don't remember them having a second child at all. She mentioned it. It might have even been at the beginning of this film, actually, <laughs> where she, she tells Dom that she's pregnant again, but she hasn't yet told Brian. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. That's <laughs> okay. I, I really like this scene, actually. Me too. Um, Me too. And, and at this point, they call back to the tuna sandwiches, and I fucking loved it. Mia says it was such a bad sandwich, and Brian agrees, but he ate a lot of them. And uh, I just thought that was such, such a, a nice bad touch. sandwich that, like, he hallucinated an entire film in the franchise <laughs> that does not fit into the plot of anything and is never referenced and again. If, what good's a woman if she can't cook? Am I right? Am I right? Am not I right spoken right? by Vito, but spoken by a character played by <laughs> Vito. Not Vito's opinion. Not Vito's actual opinion. Uh, Brian tells Mia that he loves her and it sounds, but it sounds too much like goodbye for her. And she tells him to say something else. So he tells her to kiss Jack for him. She says she will then hangs up and they both say, I love you after hanging up. I thought Paul Walker was really great actually in this scene. Yeah, he was really, I mean, it was very simple understated. He's not necessarily pulling at anyone's heartstrings, but I thought that, yeah, I don't know. It was solid. You know, it's very interesting as a, as a side note, um, there is a YouTube reviewer that I watched named Jen Murray, and she's like this really soft-spoken Canadian girl, but she really gets excited when she's watching movies. She watched the first Fast and the Furious, and she was like completely enthralled with it. She was like, that movie was way better than it needed to be, and she has like an MVP for for each movie, and she's like, Paul Walker is a way better actor than I thought he was. She was like, he really, he was convincing in that part. And I, I think because he was such a good looking dude and he sounds so much like Keanu Reeves that a lot of people really do overlook that he was a talented dude. I mean, he knew how to act. He could, he could go into a scene and really like give you what you needed. I, I think he was, you know, pretty underrated. I, th I think he improved as he went on, but I mean, it's also just like being in movies just kind of constantly you're going to get, if not good at it per se, at least natural enough to where, you know, you're good enough, I guess. I mean, I just think that, that he, yeah, figured yeah, it out. Yeah, that happened for me for, for Brad Pitt. Like his first couple of movies, I was like, I don't get it. But as he kept going, he got better and better. I think around 12 Monkeys for me was where I was like, oh, this guy's got some chops. And now I think he's fantastic. But at sure, first, I thought he was awesome. very fake. 12 Monkeys is great. Yeah, with the fucking crossed eyes. Yeah, he was amazing in that part. Uh, meanwhile, Dom goes to his old house and garage where his muscle car is waiting. Uh, the the co-star that we've been missing. Uh, he looks at it and says, one last ride, which made me laugh. <laughs> one <laughs> right? last ride for this 30-minute segment <laughs> exactly. of the series. 
he grabs a shotgun out of the trunk and modifies it to a sawed-off shotgun. Uh, we also see proving that he gun. has a gun and he's a liar. Not so much a liar, but just a, a liar. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give it to they you. They have a whole city, Anthony. That's a right. The guy in LA includes the rifle. We don't need guns. Wait, <laughs> just, I'm going to go get my gun. Just a city of angels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was true from a certain point of view, Anthony. From a certain point of view. Why, hi, chow. Dumbin Kenobi. Um, <laughs> haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, <laughs> that was a really good Vin Diesel. I love that one. <laughs> haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, we also see Deckard and Brian getting ready. Brian still has a FBI flat jacket, but he removes the FBI patch because Anthony now he's getting serious. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be misrepresented as the FBI lest he go to prison. That's true. That would be, I guess that is like a federal crime now that I think about it. Yeah. uh, In person, because he's not an official FBI agent anymore. No. Um, With everyone ready, they all get in their cars and drive off. Uh, Moe's the terrorist leader guy is with some of his terrorist buddies in a helicopter over LA and they boot up the God's eye to look for Dom and his crew. You think they would have started that? Well, see, this is, this is kind of where I started questioning. Well, this people in the audience are like, this is where you started questioning <laughs> things. But yeah. like, how did they know how those guys were going to find them? First of all. And second of all, like, well, they knew they'd come How for did it. this helicopter, like these guys are terrorists. You have to, to fly in this airspace, into city airspace, you have to get approval. So like who, how are they getting into this airspace? Why is no one coming after them? Like these are questions, like why, why is it Mr. Nobody's people? Like they've got a fucking helicopter with like missiles on it and they're going to LA. Let's, let's go help these guys. They're like, nah, you're on your own. That is a good point. Mr. Nobody trusts Dom, so I guess we'll leave him to his own devices. Uh, yeah, they'll figure it out. Shepard's dead, so I guess there's nobody to call the shots. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, they they because it did cross my mind, you know, how did they know they'd come for him? But of course they have the God's eye, so they knew they'd be able to find him wherever they went. And I guess they felt like, well, if we're in L.A., at least we kind of have home field advantage, so to speak, even though they haven't been there in three fucking films. It made me wonder, too, like why they didn't utilize face paint or something to keep their faces away. That's all they needed to do was put on face paint. And then God's eye would be like, I'm retarded. I can't find them. Well, but I think the problem is that they need them to come for them so they can hack the thing and so they can do the MacGuffin and blah, blah, blah. I know. But like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) sure. No, it's a good point. They could have at least... Sets yeah. of eyeballs under and above their own eyeballs, and then the, the CG. <laughs> off the, yeah, the but computer the, was like, I have no idea what's happening. No, here's what you're for, here. here's what you're forgetting, Vito. It was created by Ramsey, the greatest hacker in the world. She's thought of all this, so it wouldn't work anyway. I mean, why doesn't she just have a kill switch? That would be too easy. She because she never thought this would nobody will steal this from me. <laughs> what she said. No, who's gonna want a god's eye? That's gonna be able to let you do anything on the on the planet that you want. Locate anything you need. Yeah, I guess the implication is that she's this like world famous uh, hacker, and that having created it, it was only a matter of time that I don't know somebody found out. I don't know. It's kind of weird because she was she had friends in you know India, so clearly she's 
you know, a globetrotter. Anyway, they spot Dom on Hill and 7th, which is right downtown. And uh, Deckard is still teamed up with them and heads towards the intersection where Dom was spotted. Excuse me, heads toward the intersection where Dom was spotted. Good catch, sir. (laughs) Good catch. The grammar Nazis are at today. That's right. They would have surely come down on you. It's not plural. Mose tells the helicopter pilot to let Deckard handle Dom and for him to find Ramsey. Ramsey's driving with Tej in the back seat and asks why they can't just lay low and collect their no. Roman Miss Ramsey is driving. Uh-oh. No, no. Okay, I miswrote. Roman is driving. Rome Ro- cut Ro- Ramsey. Anthony. Cut Ra- out Ram- my... Ramzone. Rambo. Rambo nope. is driving. Oh god. Some, somebody's driving. No, Roman is driving. driving Roman is driving with Tedge in the back seat and asks why they can't just lay low and collect their thoughts in a bunker. Tedge reminds him and the viewers that they have to be in range for Ramsey to hack the God's eye, but they also have to be mobile enough to not get shot like fish in a barrel. So it all makes sense uh, after my hundred percent miscommunication. The helicopter pilot who who was driving Roman. Roman and Tej are, are in the car together. Sure. Yes, because Ramsey is in Brian's car, just to be clear. But who's uh, on first? Just, yeah. Third base. <laughs> this will become important later. The helicopter pilot spots Ramsey with the help of the God's Eye. She's riding with Brian. Meanwhile, the helicopter is pulled up behind Tej and Roman, and Tej automatically knows it's the bad guys, which I assume is a fairly... Did, did you love the fact that they they have that screenshot of Ramsey's worried face, where it's like she well, she's completely leaning out the window like a dog, you know, like <laughs> like practically with her tongue sticking her out. Face, yeah. she, but it's but it's like the fucking machine is looking for you, and you're leaning out the window with a worried look on your face, giving it the opportunity to find you. Awesome job, greatest hacker alive. Hey, she's stressed out. She's not thinking straight. I'll just stare out this window. Hopefully it won't see me. Ah, damn. Well, Brian's on his walkie, and uh, Tej and Roman is uh, is right right behind him, and Letty is right behind them in her own vehicle. And he says, let's give them the tour. They all split up. Don't you love where he says the bad guys are here, and they go – they ask like – he doesn't – there's some kind of question in there, and I apologize because I didn't get my notes together – before I did this episode, but like there's a line where they, he says they're here. And she says, what, like, how do you know? And he goes, Oh, I know, but he doesn't say it's a helicopter or anything. So like, they have no idea what they're dealing with. Like, uh, I don't recall that. You, you might I, be right. I, should have, I, I apologize to the listeners. I, like I said, <laughs> no, no, I, I kind of didn't get my notes together for this episode, but there's a weird line there where he said, she's like, how do you know it's them? And he goes, Oh, I know. But like, there's no, he doesn't say, by the way, they're in a helicopter with missiles. So, like, well, but again, I think it's just like, who else could it be? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but I mean, he's the only one who sees them, is what I'm saying. True. So they true. don't know that. Well, that they're, they're in, in like a helicopter. this. They're in like this sort of like stealth attack helicopter. Like, I guess, you know, like you were saying, they're not being picked up by any authorities. Obviously, That's, so you know what? You're right. Maybe they flew in under the radar. Like a okay, stealth. You just answer my questions. Yeah. Cause I was trying to look up what it was. And uh, I mean, like it, it's, 
clearly like it's not like an Apache helicopter which would draw a lot. Yeah, of and they are in blackout mode because the lights mm-hmm. are out. So if if you've watched movies like Black Hawk Down and stuff, when they fly low enough and they have the lights out, they're not on the radar. So I I may have just there was a lot going on it. in this last bit. I mean, I remember watching this scene the first time I saw the movie in the theater, and I mean it was kind of hard to keep up with. Like you kind of have to fucking take notes <laughs> to yeah. really follow all the, the bits. Uh, because like I, I said, like they're all kind of together, but then they split up in three different directions. Uh, but Moses like, ah, oh, you cannot hide from God's eye. And Tej alerts the team that the bad guys are in range and for Ramsey to start the hack. She does, but the helicopter terrorists can tell she's in the system. And Mose tells them to send the predator. The Predator, Anthony. They mash... <laughs> no, he's oh, I thought that was uh, you snoring for a second. Uh, they mash a few keys and a drone missile drops out, firing up to hunt for Ramsey. Brian is careening down the bridge, down a bridge, and why the fuck they're suddenly in Whittier at this point is anyone's guess. But <laughs> up ahead, the drone descends, causing the traffic to veer out of the way. And so I guess the, the missile kind of went in front of them turned around, dropped in front of him on... on you mean the drone, the drone? The drone. Right what did I say? Yeah. We said the missile. Yes, yes, the drone sort of missile thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's like one of those things where, again, that's... Oh, well, I mean, I guess in L.A., that's like a daily occurrence, right? People get stabbed while they're getting gas. So I'm sure a drone flying over and, you know, firing missiles at somebody's muscle car is probably just another day. Uh, people would be like, is that Tom Cruise? They making a movie. That's right. I didn't see any crew signs. That's right. Is it the Maverick 2? The drone turns to shoot at uh, Brian and Ramsey, but Brian lowers his vehicle and says they're going old old school. Did that perk you up, Anthony? No? No. Not at all. Because what this means is... I think at this point a hand job would perk up Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) That that got a chuckle out of him. Depends on who's giving the. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. You got Dom or Brian? Not, not going to be me, with? kid. That's for sure. <laughs> this uh, old school apparently means driving under a semi truck to avoid the oncoming fire. Uh, the driver of the semi gets shot, though, and the truck jackknifes along the highway, ultimately dropping all of the pipes it's hauling. Uh, conveniently, I guess, and they all go, I guess it's okay for the driver of this innocent fucking truck driver to get killed. Well, as Anthony has stated previously before, this franchise hates truck drivers. It's true. It really does. What are they? The fucking president of Canada? I would. On? I would love it though if it had somehow been revealed that this was the same truck driver from like the first film, and they was like again, not again. You muscle car sons of bitches. Yeah, or or the, the son of the truck driver from the previous film. I don't know. Um, where were we? We were yes, talking uh, about gets... how Justin Trudeau hates truck drivers. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, all the, the pipes drop off, and they go rolling down the highway, but uh, Brian is an excellent driver and is able to maneuver around them. Uh, at the same this was, time... This was a really good scene. It kind of reminded me of how... I wonder if it inspired the scene in The Batman... Where, which had a very similar scene where the where the pipes fell off the truck and went over the went over the top of the car. You remember that? Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, I it, I liked again. And I mean, it was only the, these uh, two in this. For 
it was the only two in these 15 minutes, but I did like that there were multiple references to the first film. Uh, just from, you know, I think that's kind of how I prefer fan service. Like you, the, the longer you can go without it, when you finally do reference something, it's like, oh, that's so cool. You know what I mean? As opposed to like bringing shit up every five minutes. I'm well, still upset that every single movie doesn't uh, reference the uh, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I thought that was going to be the tag. I thought that was going to be like the may the force be with you or, you know. I mean, it just keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah. Yeah. Just shots love- of Dom, like in in the in the front of the car with the lights going by, and him going fifteen mile or fifteen minutes at a time, quarter mile at a time, and then how much time people. do we have? Fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. but, but a quarter mile was different than the fifteen minutes. Yeah, I know. No, no, a no, mile was only ten seconds. Remember? That's true. If you're good. Well, as he at, at this point, he's living his life, you know, a full mile at a time. So it's a little bit long. He's gone globally, Anthony. Yeah. Now a, he's, a he's living in He just stole my job. <laughs> no, I'm, Damn sorry, I'm sorry. He's, gonna, he's living at a kilometer at a time. No, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. There was something else I was going to say about the sequence too, but um, the I, references I, I don't know. I liked, I liked the sequence quite a bit. Well, I actually did kind of want to, did you, how did you feel, Anthony, about the conversation between Brian and Mia? Was that something that appealed to you at all or? If it was in this 15 minutes, it was dumb. If we could, if we could zoom in on Anthony's face on this Zoom call right now, we'd see a tiny virgin tear struggling to make its way out of out of Anthony's eye. No, that would but require emotion. But he's suppressing it. He's suppressing no, it, it. It it was fine, uh, but it did feel kind of cobbled together. And I'm wondering if it was something that they had to cut around using the dialogue that they had. Sure. Um, because it just, it, it seemed it like, you know, hey, by the way, we're, we're having a baby and it's a girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're having like, a baby. It's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that commercial. I was just thinking yeah. about that. that. It's Bob. We had a baby. It's a boy. Thank you. Click. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was an odd time for her to go. And you'd better come back to me because we're having another baby and I love you. Yes. And so when Paul Walker's face starts to glaze over, he's like, I, I gotta go, baby. But, but bullets was, waiting. There's bullets waiting. Click. <laughs> hope one of them catches me in the forehead. <laughs> I know. I hope I bring one home to you. That's uh, that's the way she gets him to come home. Is she's like, there's there's bullets in the baby basket, you know, waiting for you. And he's like, I miss bullets. <laughs> that's right. Well, but it was right after that scene with Letty and Dom, and even if it was kind of ham fisted, like I do like that they you know, remind you what the relationships are. And I guess with all the action stuff recently, I thought maybe it might stick out a, a tad. Um, but uh, it, was fine. it was missing her crying and going, still miss those bullets, Brian. <laughs> still miss those bullets more than me. Well, but she had to earn her, uh, whatever they're paying her to be in this film. She just um, needs to name her daughter Bullet. Exactly. Problem solved. Oh, there you but go. If, but if if their boy is named the Jack, what is their girl's name? Hmm. I guess we'll find Jill. out. Why did well, I forgot why they even <laughs> named him Jack? Why was his name Jack? Because Jack that's Lane. how you lift cars. Oh, smart. <laughs> that's what you lift the car with. You're right. Uh, or Dom, if you have a Dom's a spare Dom. Daughter's name gonna be Gimbal. Dom. Yeah, just B- Dom's biceps. That's the the girl's name. <laughs> Dom's biceps. Uh, 
At the same time, Shaw comes up to an intersection, which just happens to be this. Well, I guess he knows he's there. But of course, Dom is also at the intersection. But they're facing each other so they can stare at each other and rev their cars menacingly. And then Dom just drives like earlier in the movie. Yes, it's kind of a callback to that, and they, they where they drive into a, a parking garage, and Shaw follows. Well, I guess it wasn't a parking garage last time; it was more of a ravine or something. It was but, a huge underground ravine with these giant useless fans in them. That's right. Remember that? <laughs> and Mister Nobody camping out. Um, they, so they go into a parking garage this time, uh, but Brian is still running from the drone. Manages to lose it briefly while a cop sees him speeding and flips on his siren and lights to pull over this asshole that was this is like the most unfortunate cop in movie history <laughs> it really was he's like i'm gonna get this guy i'm gonna meet my quota uh the and drone then instead he met his maker that's right <laughs> the drone finds uh brian again and mose tells his man to ready missiles they fire and brian is able to avoid it but the cop car is not and yes another cop uh so the kill count so far just from brian alone innocent <laughs> truck driver Innocent cop yeah, and possible partner. Yeah, I don't remember there being a second one in there, but there very well could have been. Could have been a guy on. He his was out of the car getting donuts when Randy <laughs> took the call and took off. No, he was three days from retirement, and it was the other guy's first day. As it's he's a, following behind Brian, he's like, "I'm getting too old for this shit." That's right. Oh man, too bad he was just doing his duty. Uh, Brian calls to Roman, saying they need to make a handoff. Roman says he's running in. Inside the parking garage, though, Dom and Deckard are in their cars, facing their facing each other again for another game of chicken, just revving all tough like, just you know, pushing on the accelerator pedal. Brian tells Roman to meet him on Third and Spring. You ever been to Third and Spring, Anthony? Me either. I'm sure I have. have. I'm sure I've driven. Yeah, you have been to the last bookstore. It's very near there, so you've probably taken Third and Spring to get to Sixth and Spring, which is I have been to the last bookstore. That's right. You've been half a block from there, then. Yeah, very close. Uh, It is is interesting just watching, uh, you know, a movie like Fast or anything set in LA, and it's like "Ah, I know that place. Uh, There's a Ralph's right over there. Um, Brian tells Roman. there's a a ralph's right everywhere yeah (laughs) throw a rock uh ramsey says she's halfway done with hacking and brian tells her to take her computer and get quote unquote get in the window he says uh the drone spots him ready to fire as brian approaches roman's car they're driving heading straight for each other he tells uh, ramsey she has to go now anthony's heart was pounding at this point (laughs) (laughs) That's right. <laughs> you need to get that uh, heart rate up, Andy. Anthony. Uh, Brian and Roman do like a simultaneous donut thing while Ramsey jumps from Brian's car into Roman's car through the back window. And then with her safe, Brian jumps from the car himself just as the missile blows it up. So the bad guys kind of think they got him. In real life, if you try to stunt like that, poor Ramsey would have been torn in half. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. They did it in kind of like this slow motion thing, too, so you could, you know, tell what the fuck was going on. But, like, I was like, did they inform her beforehand what exactly uh, a handoff meant? <laughs> I don't know. Surprise! I mean, that's, clear- that's clearly what they had in mind when he was like, if they c- if we can keep her moving. Because they were right. talking about, like, a game of hot potato, and the car is not the hot potato, she is. 
So that was presumably part of the plan from the beginning. They just didn't tell her about it. So whatever. Yeah, poor Ramsey. Just three days ago, I was being kidnapped by international terrorists. Fed well, being treated great. And then <laughs> had my own place. the ominous crew had to come along and rescue me, quote unquote. <laughs> right. Now I'm living a life of danger, being ripped in half. By by the forces of uh, gravity. Uh, Brian runs to safety and Brian looks at her. Brian runs to safety and Ramsey looks at her computer now at 88% complete. So, you know, it's getting there. That is an awfully slow computer for a hacker. But actually, no, it's it's only, it's weird because like when they're actually showing it, it's like 86, 87, 88. It's like, this will be done in like 10 seconds, guys. Yeah. You know, but then when they cut away, it suddenly takes forever. What is she uploading a YouTube video? What's <laughs> happening? Uh, I know, right? Your video will be available in fifty-four days. If, what? if anyone's actually uploaded a YouTube video, they they know exactly what that uh, means. Because um, yeah, it takes forever. The bad guys realize that they're still being hacked, even though they blew up Brian's car. But the drone is still tracking Ramsey. Dun dun dun. And Anthony is unimpressed. Flabbergasted. He was so flabbergasted by this by this 15 minutes he can't speak. I was bamboozled and hoodwinked. It looks like a video game cutscene. Are you It was a video game cutscene. To some degree. <laughs> the yeah. producer I... was like, we'll just plug it in there. Nobody's gonna notice. <laughs> what are we paying the CGI guys for? Just to do Brian's face? Oh Jesus. <laughs> But so Anthony, to answer, yes, it was. That was darker than anything I've ever said. Oh, I don't know about that. I go pretty dark. But um, I think (laughs) I think this movie, I if if from what I remember is correct, (laughs) half of the film had been shot, something like that, and they were shooting it semi in sequence because they had to go from location to location. So Los Angeles presumably was the last, you know shot sequence of you know that they were going to do and i do think that they had to cobble it together once poor brian walker passed so um yeah i I mean you got to admit for for a movie that's been cobbled together like that it holds up pretty well i mean all logistics aside it's still a thrilling movie and it's well made you know yeah i mean considering their limitations sorry anthony go ahead no i i was just gonna say like yeah i mean you know, it, it's not as obvious that, you know, it did have limitations as, like, other movies. Like, for instance, uh, you know, The Rise of Skywalker with Carrie Fisher passing mm-hmm. away. Like, that was, like, really bad. This is mm-hmm. a little more, like, you know, okay, like, I it's know It's arguably the main yeah. character. Yeah. Um, but just this this last, like sequence you know especially like when it switches tonight and like you know they're driving around with the drones and whatnot it was so hard to follow and also like kind of confusing um mm-hmm. that it, it's hard to ignore it's hard to kind of like i guess give a pass to like even though you know they were probably scrambling to to kind of have a conclusion that makes sense and, and is thrilling and whatnot, given that, you know, one of their leads had passed away. Um, it was just hard for me to like pay attention to. Like I, I was, I found myself just I, like going like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand why they're switching, you know, Ramsey out of like a car 
Like, is I don't... it safe to assume? And it's totally okay if you did. But is it safe to assume that you watched this in one sitting? Like, you didn't pause it to like take notes and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why I do for every every. Exactly, exactly. So, like, yeah. when I watched this in the theater, like I said, I also, I totally agree. It was very hard to keep up what what was going on, and and uh, all the little beats and stuff. They're all there. They're just crammed together. I mean, it's like. And like, yeah, yeah, stopping it, writing down everything that was going on, it was a lot easier to follow. But not most people aren't doing that. Right. Yeah. I what they do that too to make you watch it over. You know, sure. so you're like, I'm gonna have to see that again, so it makes sense. Good argument. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I mean. Okay. I don't no, know. That's that's honestly what I think. Why I think a lot of modern movies are so convoluted, because they know people are going to buy them again. You watch like Multiverse of Madness, or like, you know, like uh, where but, you're just like, it's just so much shit thrown at you that you almost have to watch it over to sure. But to I like don't know how many everything. how many actually are worth the effort to go back. I feel like here, like you can. Care, kind of, no, that's true. But like all the questions that Anthony just had, I mean, like they do kind of answer them if you're sitting there, you know, keeping track of everything. Um, and they're not even necessarily satisfactory answers, but for me, it's more about having it acknowledged than just skipped over. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Not, and you have to take into consideration. I'm watching these movies in a very unconventional way. Like I'm we experiencing are. these movies in a very unconventional way. And, you know, for the like, first time sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's just like this, this 15 minutes, like, it, again, like I'm not into the heavy action stuff. So like that kind of, you know, tunes me out in a way like my ADHD cannot like, you know, handle just big explosion fest and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Especially when it's all dark, I'm sure, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also it's like, you know, I'm also trying to play catch up like what does this have to do with the previous 15 minutes? Do I even remember the 15 minutes? Like all that stuff. Um, but it just seems really rushed. Like, you know, we have to have something to end this movie on. Like here it is. And it's weird because yeah. like the other action sequences, like particularly the, uh, like jumping out of the plane and parachuting down and stuff like that. There was such like care in like letting, you know, like why they're doing it. And, you know, like the, the, like, you knew where everybody was like, you know, in like the, the placement of the action. And this was just garbled and dark and hard to follow. And just really like, yeah. I, you know now, what? Now that you say that, I wonder, and I would love, like you said, to have like, what was the original sh shooting script? Yeah. Um, maybe Ramsey was meant to stay with Brian from the beginning in the original script. And obviously I'm speculating at this point, but then you don't have the hot potato thing. You don't have her switching over cars, even though it is kind of a cool stunt. Um, that for all we know, could have been uh, retconning to a degree or, or whatever the right term is. I'm yeah. Uh, we, we don't have enough footage of Paul Walker. Like we need to pass her on to someone else. Like that's where, or we is. have too much footage of Paul Walker and it doesn't match up with where we have to get to. I don't know. Yeah, it, it could have been a number of things, but this just mm -hmm. really seemed like kind of like rushed, like uh, just the care that was taken for other action sequences in this film and in the franchise as a whole mm -hmm. was not shown 
in this. And if they were shooting it in sequence, like you mentioned, like that makes sense because they have to scramble, they have to make fast last minute adjustments, you know, that sort of thing. It's it's interesting because I did try to find a copy of the of the original screenplay and it's been scrubbed from the internet and there was a copy on eBay. It was like 70 bucks. I didn't want to pay that much to, to get it. So, but um, yeah, I, I haven't been able to find any, you can usually find almost any screenplay online. Yeah. And uh, I can't find one of the original version of fast seven. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost kind of not surprised in a way, but I don't, I mean, Gosh, man, I guess it's only been six years, seven years. <laughs> anyway, I thought it'd been Although, like 10. I, I am going to reach out. Why? Well, I, I are you guys still there? Oh, sorry. It was yeah, weird. You weird. guys disappeared on my screen for a second. Because um, I just looked up fast screenplay and I think my... Anyway, um, I'm going to reach out to somebody who worked on the movie to see if he can do like a follow-up episode after we're done with seven and maybe he will have a copy of the screenplay. So I don't want to promise anything to the listeners because every time we do that, it's nothing we, we haven't done uh, before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, I am going to reach out to somebody who, uh, who worked on the movie and we'll see if we can find the, uh, the script or maybe one of our listeners, you know, might have a lead on it or might have it. If you have it, like send it to our, our, our Gmail address. Uh, so fast. So furious podcast at gmail.com. Do you guys remember where we're at time wise on the movie? I'm trying to figure out how many we, we ended at one forty five. Okay. So that's an hour 45. The movie is two hours and 19 minutes long. Oh, I suck it with credits. So one or two, <laughs> possibly one, maybe two. This is, Wait, this is episodes pathetic. left. Yeah, no, for for the, us in this film, this movie. Yeah, yeah. Were you looking something up, Vito? Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, there's there's even a screenplay PDF uh, website that says that they have it, but it, it isn't downloadable. So, yeah, I, I still can't find it, but I'll keep looking. Cool. Uh, yeah, because I feel like we're kind of, I mean, there's not to get too much into it, obviously, but I mean, like, there's kind of this and... The movie, well, oh shit, then there's that whole thing. Anyway, okay. Yeah, so we got we maybe we definitely have two episodes then, I would I would guess. Um but I'm interested to see what Anthony thinks of the resolution of the helicopter battle of Los Angeles of 2015. I I cannot wait. I can cannot tell. wait. Yeah. I'm I'm Something on the edge of my seat with this. <laughs> Something tells me that you could wait a long time. But luckily, we won't have to because we'll be back uh, hopefully in, in a week or two to continue with the adventures of Dom Toretto and his gang of misfits. OK, actually, guys, I just found something. It isn't a spoiler, so don't worry Breaking about it. Anthony. News. But it's uh, so there's a Collider interview about Furious Seven's original ending. It says the story was actually kind of the same. And there's a different. I'll read this once we get to the ending because I don't want to spoil anything for Anthony. Yeah, bookmark that. I'm I'm super interested to hear what that says. It's, yeah, let's it's save actually that. it doesn't give us a lot of info, unfortunately, but yeah, something to something to fill yeah. up some time with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I did find something, but it's nothing great. 
but Ooh, also also ask your friend why not yeah well should we should we uh let anthony get back on with his life like mia and his little her little pregnant tummy we'll take care of your little bullet babies anthony <laughs> yeah and, and we'll be sure to to come home safe from our adventures in uh whenever fighting mercenaries I, I, you know, Anthony, it, it does sadden me that your ADHD doesn't allow you to enjoy action sequences, you know, because, uh, these movies are all action sequences. So it's, uh, well, especially if you're after like putting one. you through hell, you know what I mean? I, I can't wait. It's to, not to even that, like, it's not like agonizing. It's just, it's hard for me to care and hard for me to follow because it's just, what about from a sort of critical or poking fun at it standpoint? No. It, I, I mean, I thought I did that a little bit. Did, did <laughs> oh, I sure, not? But, well, no, you did. But I mean, like paying attention to kind of like make fun of it. And I mean, not that you're not paying attention, but. I, I, I mean, that's what this podcast has been. That's my role in this podcast. And that's very true. That's very true. You guys are, are fanboying out and I'm like, guys, this is dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, somewhere between the two of you. Although I'm closer to Vito, probably. I I mean I I like big dumb action sequences. You know what I mean? Like when they're done well, well, well I do I, too. I really love it. But like I would not give the same amount of attention at all to like say fucking Transformers, right? Like that's a big dumb action too. You know, there, there's a, there's a difference though. It's kind of like do you guys both watch Cobra Kai, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how halfway like, halfway through season four. Okay. So, well, I mean, it's no stranger to you then that when you watch the fight sequences, like there are actual, there's, there's, there's emotions going on in each action sequence. The, sure. the characters display their emotions. We know where they're at. We know what their conflicts are. So the fights make a lot more sense and they're more resonant. And for me, I, the action sequences in the Fast and the Furious movies, because I do love these characters, they're more relevant to me than say watching like a Scott Adkins movie, which I, I love Scott Adkins movies, but like those action sequences don't have any emotional resonance. If that makes what would sense. Be one of, what would be one of his movies? He does like movies like the action man movies. He was also in daybreak or not daybreak uh, day shift with, uh, mm. with uh, Jamie Foxx. Uh, but Jamie I still Fox. haven't seen it. Yeah, he plays I, a really great character in that. But 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 like Scott Atkins is like one of those guys. He's a, he's a good actor and he's an incredible action performer. He's no but, Tom Atkins. You know he's yeah. <laughs> Don't put on the masks. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. <laughs> you have to me. turn off the commercial. Happy to Halloween, Halloween. That's right. I actually really up. like Tom Atkins too, but I, I know. he always plays like this weird cigarette smoking like. That's womanizer. the best part. Well, he's, he's, maybe yeah. he's, he's like a womanizer, even though he's like this paunchy, like seventy-year-old with like a well, bad like, porn. He's mustache. he's not a tough guy because he like lifts weights and shit. He's a tough guy because he doesn't give a fuck. He's kind <laughs> of like the prototype for Jim Hawkins in uh, in uh, or not Jim Hawkins for Jim Hopper in. Uh, I don't know why I'm brain farting so much, you guys. I really hope I'm not having an answer. Are you trying to Stranger, uh, Stranger Things? things. He's kind of like a Jim Hopper character because Hopper's like chubby, Jim? has a mustard. I mean, a mustard, a mustache. Yeah, it's Jim Hopper. Sure, you're right. Yeah, he's he's correct. All right, all right, all right. It's just, you hear his first name so infrequently. I am caught up now, Vito. So I think that you were going to make a point. Maybe it was it no longer applies. 
but you're going to say something about Stranger Things last time. And, and I was like, oh, I haven't finished it yet. Well, no, I, I just I like I like action movies where I care about the characters. Die Hard, you know, Con sure. Air. Well, that's that's yeah. the trick. That's yeah. The, when you you, yeah. you have to really care about the characters. And so for this, at least I do care about the characters, which is why I love this franchise. But Transformers, I mean, you watched, you know, you can watch six of those and those characters don't evolve at all. It's just Shia LaBeouf running around going, no, 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 which is like him warning you not to watch the movie. Right. And and 15 minutes of Megan Fox's midriff. Yeah. Her opening the trunk of the car and leaning over it seductively. I've never seen a girl before. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. So should we wrap this up and let everyone go home? Let's wrap it up. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And I hope you will stay tuned uh, to listen more to uh, me and Vito, uh, our, our glee at uh, Fast and Furious, and Anthony, his his turmoil and, and inner struggle getting through these films. Anthony, if there's a hell, you're going to die and get there, and Satan's going to be like, you've, you've gotten here just in time for the endless Fast and Furious action sequence marathon. <laughs> it's an infinitely long franchise. Anthony's like, I've got ADHD. And they're like, we have medication for that. You'll be paying very close attention <laughs> forever. <laughs> All that right. That sounds guys. awful. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Dare, 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 dare.